And welcome back to the From A to Zowie podcast. I'm your host, Richard Zowie. Yes, that is my real last name. Well, sort of, but again, that's a story for a different time. This is my podcast where we talk about different issues. And once a week from now on, I'm going to try to do something that I have always wanted to do. And that is do a weekend wrap up of stories that I felt were the most pertinent of this week. Well, some of them were just things on my mind. Some of them have been things that have been in the news. This past weekend, I received a very terse email from somebody that I know that's a military veteran. And basically, the scope of the email was how dare Republicans vote against the Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson honoring our PACT Act. This was a bill that would have greatly helped veterans who were in need due to things that happened to them in the service. And when you look at the different articles online, it's pretty easy to see, but you have to know where to look. Uh, the truth behind this, people want to know why did Ted Cruz and John Cornyn, the Texas senators, vote against this? And John Stewart, the political hot air, whatever you want to call him, was really taking them to task. If I were to talk to him, I would just ask him, okay, explain this to me. Military.com in the 14th paragraph, Military Times in the 6th paragraph, and other articles don't even mention this at all. They mention this quotation from Senator Pat Toomey, Republican of Pennsylvania, on why he also voted against it. He said he did not support the bill because it would create $400 billion in unrelated spending, which he called a budgetary gimmick. By budgetary spending, of course, or correction, by unrelated spending, that's a nice way of saying pork spending. Toomey further said, my concern about this bill has nothing to do with the purpose of the bill. This budgetary gimmick is so unrelated to the actual veterans issue that has to do with burn pits that it's not even in the House version of this bill. So that's why they voted against it, because the bill was a way of trying to sneak in extra government spending instead of focusing on just the veterans. The bill needed 60 votes to end a filibuster in the Senate. It only got 55. And I write more about this on my blog from a to zowie.wordpress.com. And the headline is Corrupt Career Politicians, That's Redundant, Strike Again. So I'm wondering, for my friends that are more centrist and more of on the liberal side, is that something that Republicans do also? Do you think it's fair that they should put unrelated spending on this bill? I'm genuinely curious. If you would like to respond to me and explain to me why you think it's okay for them to do this, I'm really interested in hearing your your comments on this. Send me an email from a to zowie at gmail.com. That's from a to zowie, F-R-O-M-A-T-O-Z-O-W-I-E at gmail.com. So, and again... When I say corrupt career politicians, that's redundant. That's a homage to a friend of mine, Ed Suarez, who's of Cuban ancestry and often likes to say this about his kids and fellow Cubans. Cuban sensation, that's redundant. So, but again, I'm also, I think the one thing we can all agree on, at least most of, most of us, we really need to end career politicians. There needs to be term limits for senators and for House of Representatives. And once you serve one place as a U.S. Senator, you can't go to a different state and vice versa for 
House of Representatives. We need to get rid of career politicians badly. And frankly, it would be nice to see an annual federal balanced budget. And people say, well, with the cut taxes, there's no way to afford everything. Well, then we go through and get rid of unnecessary spending. There's probably a lot more than you realize. So, but we don't live in a perfect world and that will probably continue for a while. Another thing I want to talk about, the Houston Astros for the past several years have been getting a lot of heat regarding the 2017 cheating scandal where the team was using technology, apparently advanced technology, to look at signs and try to signal the batters. And from what I've read, Jose Altuve actually did not want anything to do with this and wouldn't participate. But theories abound that he wouldn't take his shirt off when he hit that one home run because he didn't want people to see the listing device he had. And of course, the accusations of trash cans being banged. Kind of low tech, but according to the Houston Chronicle, that really did take place. And sometime soon, I may have to post on my blog that Houston Chronicle wrote this interesting story, cheating done by all kinds of teams. And guess what? Almost every team has done some type of sign stealing in their times. The Yankees and Red Sox both have recently done it. The Detroit Tigers, guess how they won the 1940 pennant? They had a guy with um, kind of a high-tech rifle, rifle scope. He was aiming it at home plate, and he was using that to see the signs, and he would Morse code the Tigers what pitch was about to be thrown. And the list goes on and on and on. Sign stealing has been going on long before I was born in 1973, and it's going to be going on long after I'm gone. So ladies and gentlemen, let me ask this question. Why are we pretending the Houston Astros are the only team that's done this? And one friend of mine said, well, saying other teams do it isn't excusing what the Astros do. And I just said to her, well, if that's the case, why don't we punish all teams? If we're not going to punish all teams, what sense does it make to punish one single team? Of course, Major League Baseball wants to do that, to send a message to other teams about this. But, of course, the Astros were still the scapegoat because Major League Baseball doesn't really want to admit that it's a far more widespread problem than what people might think it is. So, Because I'll tell you, there's a lot more to the story that you might realize there was that one time where the Giants won a critical game against the Dodgers by slowing down the speedy base runners the Dodgers had by digging up the dirt, putting sand underneath it so that Maury Wills could not get a decent uh, traction while trying to steal a base. And the Dodgers were accused at one time of using a steamroller to press down the, out, the their outfield grass so that their speedy ballplayer singles would fall to the ground and go for all the way to the track for triples. So, like I said, maybe all these teams that criticize the Astros should be fined for hypocrisy. That would be great. I know a lot of people aren't going to be happy with me saying this, but I'm to the point where even though some of his financial advice is beneficial, I follow Dave Ramsey on Facebook for entertainment only. Every time I'm driving and I hear his show, the thing that always loses me is when someone will call in for advice or say they're debt free and he'll ask him how much money they make. And they'll say, my wife is a um, lawyer. I'm an engineer. Basically they both have white collar professions and they're both making a combined about $300,000 a year. 
if you're making $300,000 a year and you can't find a way to set aside money to pay off things, or if you can't find a way to save money, that's pretty sad. But the truth is when you're super low income and living paycheck to paycheck, it's a lot harder than people think to find money to put aside. And even when you do put it aside, you're always looking at it thinking, I could really use that money to pay this bill or buy these groceries. It's advice I can't relate to. And of course, one guy is like, well, duh, get a job delivering pizza, get a job at doing this or that. Well, the problem is delivery jobs for pizza or the other delivery job, the, the food delivery jobs that are becoming the rage these days. People don't realize those jobs have a lot of overhead with them. Gasoline, upkeep on your car, tires get worn out. If you have a car payment, and that's another thing, you know, people say, well, don't buy a car unless you can afford to pay cash. Well, if you're super wealthy, I guess that would make sense because you probably can't afford to pay cash. But the last time I paid cash for a car was a 1992 Buick Century back in 2011. I paid 1600 for it. And in the two and a half years I drove it before selling it, the car every three or four months had to go to the auto shop for something. And even though thankfully nothing major ever went wrong with it, I might as well have been making car payments with as much money as I was spending to have it fixed. So I would gladly rather buy a new car, make payments for five, six years, knowing that I can depend on this car not to break down for the first four or five years. So, but it's hard really to say those things on Mr. Ramsey's Facebook page because so many people look at him the way diehard Baptists look at the heroes of the faith, you know, can't possibly be wrong on anything. And I'm telling you, yes, they can. We're humans. We make mistakes. But that's okay because other people say they benefited from some of the things he said. So there are things you agree with. There are things you disagree with. It's like me. You know, I'm not always going to be right. My ego thinks I'm right all the time. But in all honesty, no, I've <laughs> definitely not. Last thing I want to get to in this uh, weekend wrap-up podcast my efforts to get into voiceover work. And a friend described it as a tough nut to crack. And as I've been finding out recently, he is absolutely correct. I applied to one agency, sent them in samples with the format they wanted. And I found out that before I can be successful submitting work to them, I need to either find a way to master Adobe Audition, or I need to find a way to make the room I record things in the acoustics much better because they told me the sound quality wasn't really that great. So it's definitely a work in progress. I'm hoping someday I can make a lot of money with my voice. There's a lot of causes I would continue. I would love to give more to and new causes. And of course it would be nice having a job where you could put money away and not have to worry about this or that, but we'll see what happens. That has been the From A to Zowie podcast for today, July 31st, 2022. I am Richard Zowie. I am the host of this podcast. And just as a, as a disclaimer, this podcast is in no way affiliated with my work with Ranch Radio Group, where I do sports for them. And if you'd like to send me a message, again, reg uh, regarding the Building Congress, my email address is from A to Zowie at gmail.com, from A to Zowie. Z-O-W-I-E 
at gmail.com. My web, my um, blog itself is on from a to zowie.wordpress.com. This has been the From A to Zowie podcast on Buzzsprout. I'm Richard Zowie, and we'll talk again next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Buzzsprout.com. And this reminder, if you're interested in advertising on my podcast, send me an email from a to zowie at gmail.com. Thank you and have a nice night.